chances to affect you. And I know that um, it's really What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Cogan Show. I am your host, Johnny K. It's great to be with you for another day. That was the video of the woman who was the first person vaccinated, and she passes out right afterwards. Could you imagine? You know, like sometimes when you don't want to, you're like with a friend or somebody, and you think they might have put something in your drink. You're like, oh, you drink it first. Like this, something happens to them. Could you imagine if you were with someone, you thought they put something in your drink? And you go to them, hey, you drink it first. Like, I don't trust you. And they go, okay. And they drink it and they pass out. And you go, okay, fine. I'll have five of these. Like, what? What? What kind of clown world are we in? Could you imagine? That is essentially the same thing. That's pretty much what happened with a lot of people. Oh, great. He passed out. You know what? Give me five. Give me five. Let's booster it up, baby. All right, everybody. We got a bombshell podcast today. Yes, I'm using that word correctly. If you're new to the Jonathan Cogan show, then you'll understand this is a pro-human, pro-freedom podcast that is based on truth, that is apolitical, and is solely in search for objective truth, period, and that's all. We don't believe in politics. We don't partake in politics. None of it's real. So if you're very political, this may not be for you, but if you're in search for the truth, this is for you. If you are a regular on the Jonathan Cogan Show, because this podcast has been heating up like crazy like a NASCAR driver going zero to 300 miles per hour in this past like week and a half. It's going full speed ahead, baby. Um, But if you're part of the community, you've been here a long time. This is just another podcast. Just, this is going to be nothing surprising because we've talked about all this before. So, so this is really a bombshell for the, for the, for the newbies, but for you, it's kind of the, the same shtick. You've actually even heard some of these before when we did a whole thing with not Dr. Naomi Wolf and you already know this stuff, but Hey, more information more information comes to life it comes to light not life well and life hopefully hopefully get some steam and some you know life energy behind it and that the people fight back hopefully exposing corruption is going to be cool again hopefully exposing corporations and corporate interests and government and politicians and the most powerful people on earth is going to be cool again because independent media is taking this head on like never, ever before. It's unbelievable. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. Part of it. And I'm honored to be a part of it. Project Veritas again delivers. It's a video they didn't release that is a part of the same shtick that we just covered. Go, I don't know, five episodes ago. One of the more popular podcasts I did about the first Project Veritas dump, uh, you know, video dump, whatever. I don't know what dump's probably not the right word, but, you know, video drop. Very, very good podcast. Well, they just dropped another one today, exposing what we've been talking about forever on this podcast that you already know, but it might be new to you. That, well, this part's new, is that we all knew that the people who've been looking into the science and listening to the real experts knew that the COVID vaccine is affecting fertility in women and men, but particularly in women, and that the mRNA state, the, 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 the majority of the most most of the mRNA that stays in the system stays in the spleen. And then the second 
most uh, com- uh, volume area is the ovaries. All right. And there's a huge drop in birth rates across the Western world. We already know this. This is, this is nothing new. But Pfizer has exposed that they knew about this. They knew about this. The manufacturers of the product who said, save it effective, 100%, no, no problem, no problem, could possibly make these women infertile, can affect future generations. We don't even know what happens to the future generations. Listen to this video. And why don't you just use your own God-given critical thinking skills and come to your own conclusions? You know? That's all this that's that's all this is. This is an unbelievable video drop, unbelievable reporting. This is called journalism. This is amazing. I'm honored to share it. Project Veritas, James O'Keefe. Again, this is Dr. Jordan Tristan Walker, the Pfizer Director of Research and Development, Strategic Operations, and MRNA Scientific Planning. Remember what I said last time? If someone has a job title that is four sentences long, do not trust them. All right, here's the video. Five minutes. Take it away. So you will have to investigate that job. Yeah. Well, that is a little concerning. And it actually shouldn't be interfering with that. So we don't have any It shouldn't. But is it? There's something happening, but we don't know what it's about. Well, I mean, you're a urologist. You must understand, like, what's going on with it, right? Like, so that's why I understand that it's weird. I hope we don't find out that, like, there's somehow this mRNA, like, lingers in your body. And then, like, as. It has to be impacting something hormonal. They impact menstrual cycles. Yeah, or like the entire next generation is like super fucked up. Could you imagine the scandal? Oh my god. I mean, I take Pfizer off my resume. So he was saying that they know there's something going on with the woman reproductive health and they just don't know what it is. And he'll go more into it about how if it's affecting hormones, it must be affecting, you know, one of their main glands. Like basically, and when Dr. Amy Wolf talks about if you mess with a woman's menstrual cycle, that is their homeostasis. Like that is everything. That monitor, that's the whole body being like in cohesion. If you screw that up, the whole body's out of whack. Big time problems. Where are the feminists, huh? Where are they? Where are they at? We bring you another chapter of our interview with Dr. Jordan Walker, director of blah, 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 nine sentences long job title, Do Not Trust. Proof from an internal Microsoft Teams screenshot provided by Pfizer Insider. In this previously unreleased exchange with our undercover journalist, he not only elaborates on his claims of virus mutation and future uses of mRNA technology, but also internal concerns within Pfizer regarding possible side effects of the COVID-19 vaccine specifically to women's menstrual cycles. Where you at, feminists? Where you at? So um, tell me more, like, what's developing with the whole, you know, virus mutation process? Well, they're still kind of conducting the experiments on it, but uh, it seems like from what heard, they're kind of optimizing it, but the girl who spoke, they were very cautious. Like, you know, right. I was not want to kind of accelerate it too much. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing, because you obviously don't want to advertise that you're trying to figure out future mutations. How would the research study be delayed for COVID stuff, like? Well, not for COVID specifically. So, like, now we're basically focusing on mRNA beyond COVID. So, for a lot of forward-looking research studies, you got to make sure they're on track and things like that. So, what is RNA going to be used for in the future? Uh, we'll have to stop, but I can't tell you because you can't really. <laughs> Wait, why not? <laughs> now, come on. I feel like I feel like there's, you know, is it, it's just going to be, like, what, for flu? Right. It'll be for other things, too. There's a, there's a whole list of things we're developing it for. Well, yeah, well, not just for viruses. We're applying it for like oncology. Well, I'm less certain about the oncology prospects, but we're doing it for like gene editing. Like, wait, yeah. Wow. The portfolio has moved beyond, or at least internally, our focus areas have moved beyond COVID. 
Yeah. Like now they have like a dedicated COVID emergency team just keep on that. Right. And so the company has books on like, okay, now where are we going to use this technology in the future? Because that's what we the best is coming on now. Like, right. Like, don't get shit about COVID. <laughs> right. Like, is Pfizer going to be held liable for like any of these no, vaccine injuries that have happened? No. Uh, I don't know. Because usually when you get drugs, people just like a known side effects. Uh, it's like this. It's included in like that. So he label. says it's encoded on the FDA label. There is a fantastic roundtable that is on the record in Congress, in the Senate. Uh, Ron Johnson held it. Um, that it was on the high wire. If you want to go back and watch, it's really long. But like top physicians and whistleblowers all around the table talking about this. And one of the people who's a pharmacist pulls out. What when she gives the mRNA vaccine this huge piece of paper that's supposed to show like all the side effects and like you know to to make sure that you have you know uh, I don't know from the Nuremberg Code informed consent and she opens this massive piece of paper it's huge and it's totally blank and it has one sentence in the middle it says intentionally left blank so they didn't even put it those nine pages or so from the Pfizer. Um, uh, uh, trials that I read through on YouTube and got kicked off for last June by just reading the nine pages of side effects, literally nine whole pages. They didn't even put that on the insert. So it wasn't even there. It wasn't encoded on the FDA label. So perhaps they are in trouble. I smell fraud. Well, they think you, I mean, like, there are like lots more like biops and heart attacks. Really? Biops. So that wasn't, that wasn't for us. That was another time a couple of years. So with the Vioxx scandal real quick, that company said there's an internal email that was exposed that ended up saying, you know, this will give, I don't know, hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of people heart attacks. But the the internal email said, but we will do fine or this will do well, like saying the financial profits will be OK. If we get fined two billion, we'll still make six billion. These are the people that you're supposed to blindly trust and not ask questions to. These are the people that you think have come down reincarnated to save humanity. These are the people that you believe have your best interests at heart. Are you out of your brain? That is insanity. That's the biggest dupe of all time. All time. Let's get back into it. Like the modern for it over time. So there hasn't been like any problems so far. We'll see. Uh, like in the next couple of years, if anything goes up, I'm hoping it won't, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Hope nobody's growing three legs or something like that, right? Yeah, or like the entire generation is like super. Could you imagine the standard? Oh my god. I mean, I take Pfizer off my resume. Yeah. Tell me, you're right about their menstrual cycles, so you will have to investigate that down the line. Yeah. Well, because that is a little concerning. Because, like, if you think about the science, like, it shouldn't be interacting with, like, you know, the, uh, it's called, like, the hypo, uh, hypothalamus, anterior gonadal axis. Right. Like, you know, the hormones are like their menstrual cycles and things like that. It actually shouldn't be interfering with that, so we don't really know. It, it shouldn't? It shouldn't be. Like that. But is it? There's something happening, but we don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, you're a urologist, so you must understand, like, what's going on with it, right? Like, so that's why I understand that it's weird. I mean, I've, I've heard that, you know, like, just mental cycles and... I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. And we don't discover something really bad in that one. I hope we don't find out that, like, there's somehow this mRNA, like, thing in your body. And then, like, as... Because it has to be impacting something hormonal. They impact menstrual cycles. Right. So somehow the vaccine must be interacting with like the axis signal, the HPG axis, to cause between these menstrual cycles. Then think about how this this uh, the HPG axis. Yeah, it goes like the 
hypothalamus, pituitary, and then gonads, they send like signals. Okay, yeah. so the HPG axis is why the fertility problems are happening. Yeah, because they control the cycles. So like beta cells impacting that, it must be impacting these hormones. Okay. But then we can figure out like how are they finding hormones? Because like the signaling sucks in like the brain, right? And right. the vaccine doesn't cause the blood brain barrier. I will do, I mean, I will say, like, if it does come down the line, we're coming along to that thing. Thousands of people will, like, criticize, like, the big push. Because there's a lot of posted pressure, good government pressure, jaw pressure. She had the vaccine. Like, I have to vaccine Elijah would have gotten fired, right? Right. And if something were to happen downstream, and it was, like, really bad, I didn't do it. I mean, the scale of that scandal would be, like, enormous. Yes. It would be really enormous. So let's talk about it. Okay? You know how much shit I got for just sounding the bell that, hey, how can you say this is 100% safe and effective because we don't have long-term studies and how I have literally dumb-ass friends that are like, oh, you shouldn't even say that. Oh, my God. Let me give me five of them. We don't know. Listen, on this podcast, we're, we're the most pro-human podcast on the internet by far. There's no one even close. We don't want anything to happen. Of course not. Even though it would be historically correct, we don't want that. We want humanity to thrive. We want the earth to thrive. We want freedom to make its way to be cool again. Okay. We love civil liberties. Okay. We love fresh air. We love the earth, but we love humanity the most. Okay. I am not willing to give off some of humanity for the earth. Okay. I'm just not one of those people. Okay. If you are willing to get rid of some of humanity for the earth, then you must, you must volunteer yourself and your family first. Okay. Otherwise you cannot volunteer others to be taken away. All right. Too many humans on the earth. The, 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 get out of here. Get out of here. There is no bigger pro human podcast than the Jonathan Cogan show. I just want to make that loud and clear. We're pro human before we're pro earth, but we're very pro earth because we live on earth. So we love earth. So this is crazy, but we knew all this before. This has been exposed to you. If you're new, welcome. You now have the truth on your side. The truth is making its way into the sphere. Okay. Because when I have friends that are unwilling to face reality, realize that and they start saying things that make no sense in response to things like this, like literally have a paragraph of something that literally makes zero sense. I know it's breaking through and people are accepting it. I mean, others will be in denial forever, but that won't do them well and they will eventually come around. So I want to play some of the clips of this stuff about the fertility issues being a public issue for the past two years, but you might just be hearing about it because it's been suppressed. Hence why the Jonathan Kogan show was started in the first place to expose this and bring it to the masses. One dude, that's me, one mic, that's this, one screen, one pair of headphones, one green screen that I just literally have up behind me that's just green that I don't even use, but it looks green. We're doing this to wake up the people. There's a great awakening going on at the biggest scale since the last great awakening, whatever that means. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. Let's play some clips. It'll be from Dr. Naomi Walt. We got some really, really good clips here. Very important. There's one mega thread here um, from the Vigilant Fox, at Vigilant Fox on um, Twitter. It is the fertility mega thread. Study funded by the NIH finds that 40.2% of vaccinated women experience menstrual changes. That means that over 40 million women, 40 billion women, in the United States have had their menstrual cycles affected by the C-19 jab. And are you telling me that not even like 5% of these people are speaking up? You're willing to go, you're willing to screw up your your body's equilibrium for FISA? Is that what you're saying? People aren't willing to stand up against Big Pharma. They're willing to, 
They're willing to die on this hill for Big Pharma? Come on. This is crazy. Expose corruption. If you made a mistake, you made a mistake. Let's play this clip first. This is on 40% of vaccinated women experience menstrual changes. Three-minute clip. GB, GB News is the source. Let's play it. When people talk about adverse effects, uh, 40 point something percent actually sounds like quite a high rate of adverse effects. The figures are pretty staggering. And as you pointed out, this isn't just some random study from an institution that doesn't have any substance or accreditation behind it. Believe it or not, this study was actually funded by the U.S. National Institutes of Health. And what's also really interesting about this study is that it was a sample size of over 35,000 participants, uh, which they asked them how receiving a COVID-19 vaccine impacted their menstrual cycles. I mean, if you go through the data, you can see that most of the people received the Pfizer vaccine followed in suit by the Moderna vaccine. Um, but what really I think is, is so eye-catching about this study is not just the 40.2%, um, but how this story, really the impacts that COVID-19 uh, vaccines have had, particularly on young women um, in their menstrual cycles, how the media refuses to report on it. And of course, it's no surprise. Um, I'd point people to the fact that uh, one of the board of directors at, at Pfizer, who also happens to be a top investor at the company, is also the former CEO and now a chairman at Reuters, believe it or not. You probably do believe it. Reuters has not covered this yeah. study yet, but they have published article after article dismissing any fears or concerns over COVID-19 vaccines and menstrual cycles. Reuters loves you. I'm just doing some rough math here. You know, there's 300 million Americans. That means 150 million women. If you uh, knock off the uh, young uns and the old. By the way, little fun fact. I was playing with ChatGBT and it gave me a joke yesterday. Why do men like smart women? Now, this is a little sidetrack, but to lighten up the mood, why do men like smart women? Because opposites attract. Olden's and let's say 100 million, it's just off the top of my head. But that means there are would be like over 40 million women who've had their menstrual cycles affected by the COVID vaccine. That's the sort of thing that you think would be very disquieting for large numbers of people, don't you? You would think, and of course, you know, when you're talking about menstrual cycles, you're talking about fertility, which is, of course, on the forefront, I would say, mm. in terms of concerns in, in young women's minds. What did I tell you? How do you beat the Great Reset? You reproduce. There's nothing. There is seriously nothing that the elites, the Malthusian cult, hates more than peasants having sex and reproducing other humans. They hate peasants breeding peasants. They despise it. It hurts. That's how, that is like a punch to the gut with them not looking and not expecting it like Houdini. And yes, it could kill them just like that. That is a, that is a punch right to Bill Gates's gut with, he's got kind of like an A or B cup titties too, you know, kind of guy who's telling you how to eat fake meat and that it's good for you. You know, he's fat as shit and he's ugly. And, he's, and, he, and he sounds like a sociopath telling us that, the, that there's going to be a man-made pandemic coming soon in Australia. What, what are you talking about? It's crazy. So do I think it's 40 months? That's crazy. We're going to get Dr. Naomi Wolf on this podcast soon to figure out if that is 100% true because that seems like a ridiculous amount of people, women. But since we are pro-women on this podcast, as we are pro-men because we are pro-human, we like to tell you everything you need to know. So here's another one. Here's another clip. Uh, Dr. Robert Malone, something's happening with reproductive health. 
All these things, variations in menstrual cycles, onset of menses and postmenopausal women are pointers that there's something going wrong with the ovaries because the ovaries drive menstruation. I'm not saying 100% certain that they're trying to um, uh, sterilize us like the Chinese do with the Uyghurs, you know, but perhaps that is what they're doing. And if they do, you have to understand how do we beat the Great Reset? How do we beat the elites? You reproduce. You tear off that condom and you reproduce. You fertilize all those seeds, baby. You bring new humans in this world. I'm playing my part. Now it's time for you to play yours. Women, it's cool to be mothers. And those are perhaps among the most worrisome. And of course, we knew from the original Pfizer data in that common technical document that the lipid part, the, the positively charged fats that wrap the RNA that allow it to slip into cells, they are in the limited studies that Pfizer did, they accumulated to a very significant level, an unusual level compared to say the testis or other organs. They seem to be concentrated in the ovaries. Hmm. And so that the ovaries are what drive the function of the uterus. The ovaries are what drive menstruation. So we had you know, concurrently, all these reports coming from women saying, hey, this is really screwing up my menstrual cycle. Mm. And uh, we saw that in the in the Orthodox Jew population in New York when, when I gave testimony there because the rabbis closely monitor menstruation. It's key in their, in their uh, religion having to do with um, reproductive practices, which is really important mm. to rabbis in the Orthodox Jewish community. And uh, they were seeing this. Mm. So... But the CDC and the and the um, scientific press it's in kind of general interesting to me that denied this, Jews and they asserted... are willing to take COVID nineteen vaccines. I find that very interesting. You would think the most religious religious people would not be doing that. That's kind of like anti ant the antithesis, antithetical to like their worldview. But it's weird. It's like COVID nineteen overruled everything. The unbelievable psycho psychological warfare. It's amazing that this was. I still can't believe it. Female hysteria. Hmm. This is such a mid-century concept that that uh, women are being hysterical. I mean, the root of the word hysteria is uterus. It comes from the Greek for uterus, hyster. Okay, and so they the, it was being asserted by the CDC and the medical community that all these women reporting these these variations in their menstrual cycles, um, in some of them. Uh, Onset of menses in the postmenopausal women, that's often a sign of cancer, um, and uh, long delays in menstruation. All these things are pointers that so there's something going wrong. With I have a problem with this. Actually, we have a problem with this because we are a pro-fertility podcast. We are pro-reproduction. We are pro-having children. We are pro-having more peasants. We want 10 billion peasants on this world, okay? We can get rid of the elites, but the peasants need to repopulate because right now we're not even populating at the replacement rate in the Western world. You need like 1.8 children. Okay. Per couple. And we are having like 1.4, 1.2. Okay. And if that happens, we're going to have population collapse. Okay. Like China's having, okay. They had the one child policy for 40 years. Well, that was a big mistake. Their, their uh, population is going to have by 2050. It's going to have, in the Western world, we are looking at right now, Gen Z is the smallest generation because Gen X was tiny. That's their kids. Millennials are large and millennials really only reside in the U.S. and elsewhere. They don't really exist because the boomers were huge. 
but it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Like in China, there's more 40-year-olds than 50-year-olds, 30, or there's, sorry, there's less 40-year-olds than 50-year-olds, less 30-year-olds, less 20-year-olds, less 10. It gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And you can look at school enrollment, all this stuff. We need peasants to reproduce. It's a good way to fight back. Okay, first of all, it's a good way to fight back against the Great Reset. So that's a win. It's great for you because you get to leave a legacy and bring another human and actually do what you're meant to do in this world. Okay, do what you're supposed to do, chump. All right, peasant. And also, it's good for productivity. It's good for output. It's good for innovation. It's good for all this stuff. It's the number one way for us to band together and fight back is to reproduce bigger and bigger communities. So next clip, developing female uh, fetuses can be could be rendered infertile, but it will not be fully be known until 20 years time. Dr. Roger Hodkinson, quote, these nanoparticles from the clot shot are getting through the placenta and could be attacking the ovary of the developing female fetus. Let's take a little listen to this clip. The big point is this. We know from the um, freedom of information request of the Jap for the Japanese as a result of the Pfizer submission there. That was done by Dr. Bayer and Bridal out of Guelph. We do know that that study that was presented to the Japanese and, re and released very reluctantly by Pfizer showed that nanoparticles without the mRNA inside them, just the naked particles, when injected into rats, those particles homed on the rat ovaries to a very significant degree. The third highest concentration in the rat was in the rat ovaries. Now, baby girls are born with all the eggs they're ever going to have in their entire life. They don't make any more when they're born. It's about a million or so. Yeah, and until so, Bill Gates creates his artificial egg that he inserts into people, saying it's going to save your life or protect you, and then it's and then it's like then you give birth to an alien. That's probably going to happen in I don't know five ten years. Each one of those ova is incredibly precious, so there could be an inflammatory attack going on against the ovary of a developing female fetus because we also know that nanoparticles of that size are well known to pass through what we call the placental barrier, the thing that keeps the baby safe from all kinds of noxious things. So these nanoparticles from the clot shot that are known to be inflammatory and known to concentrate in rat ovaries, by the not studied in humans, conveniently, despite knowing that, those nanoparticles known to be inflammatory are getting through the placenta and could be, again, not studied, could be attacking the ovary of the developing female fetus. Translation. This may not be simply an effect on fertility. It could be causing infertility. Only manifest 20 years later when that little girl becomes of reproductive age. This is the scale. This is the scale of stuff that is still not studied. Things with gigantic consequences. It's unbelievable. 
It's unbelievable, okay? It's unbelievable. And it really pisses me off that this stuff was suppressed, okay? It's cool if people had this information and didn't want to, like, and just wanted to disregard it. But to not have access to it, it's just not okay with me. It just doesn't seem right, all right? Let's do a clip with Dr. Naomi Wolf. I really want to get one with Dr. Naomi Wolf. She's she's really leading the front on this. She's the hero in all this. Um, she's exposed it. She published a book, by the way, um, uh, with The War Room, and it's an ebook bestseller on Amazon. Please go check that out. Uh, she's, uh, she's part of Daily, she, she, she's the founder. She's the founder of dailycloud.io, but they basically published all the data that Pfizer wanted to hide. And I think it's a bestseller. I'll share it in, in a minute, the exact name of it, but go look that up at uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf, um, on Amazon. It was uh, like a bestseller for the ebook. So really good stuff. Here she is. He's on MSNBC every day. He's, he's almost as bad as Fauci. He's at the world economic forum. This guy's everywhere. In fact, that's why he writes the that's why he writes the book because he wants to brag about it. Right. But that he hadn't gotten vaccinated at the time. What does that tell you about this individual's character? I mean, once you see that, you to me, you can understand. Yes, now that frames these documents in something that we couldn't see before because then he's put in high relief, not just as a hypocrite, but something far darker and and, and far uh, more dangerous. Naomi Wolf. I mean. You know, we really all need to reread um, Mein Kampf because because Hitler said, I mean, you're seeing a lot of basically Nazi practices resurfacing. And one of them is around propaganda. And Hitler said, if you just keep repeating a lie, make a lie big enough and tell it often enough, people will believe it. So you're still, I mean, respectfully, Steve, it's kind of sweet, but you're still like, want, you know, wanting there to be like this Western um, kind of post-World War II uh, kind of Judeo-Christian narrative of this is a guy who's supposed to behave in a certain ethical way and his, and his character determines his fate um, and he's clearly behaving unethically uh, in this case. But what I'm saying is I'm asking you to abandon that because that is just going to kind of slow down our grasp of what's really happening here. Um, he never uh, expected or pretended to himself that his job was to tell the truth. Um, he is a cover. He's a front man for what's emerging as either a geopolitical attack on the West um, spearheaded by the CC. And or, and I think it's both, a geopolitical attack on the West through these injections um, spearheaded by the CCP with the collusion of the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and other bad nonprofits who are really trying to dissolve the nation state and dissolve Western ideals and re, uh, reconfigure um, the West, especially so, in such a way that it looks like in such a way that people are sterile. And, and, you know, they solve the kind of climate change problem by, I mean, I was very reluctant to reach this point of concluding this, but now that I've seen the 360 degree harms to reproduction, human reproduction, absolutely, they left nothing untouched in the Pfizer documents. There's nothing to do but conclude that it's an attack on the West's and, and America's ability to reproduce itself in the next generation. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, that's unbelievable. And I want to get the um, uh, the name of the book for you because I, I really do want you to check it out. And I think, oh, here it is. Here it is. So here it is. It's between The War Room and uh, Daily Clout. And it is 
Here, I'm going to share it on my screen too. It's on the Amazon. Wow, it's a number one bestseller. People are waking up. This is unbelievable. Here it is. War Room Daily Cloud Pfizer Documents Analysis Volunteers Reports Ebook. Find out what Pfizer FDA tried to conceal Kindle edition by Pfizer Documents Investigation Team is the author, Amy Kelly. Uh, it's Kindle again. Pfizer Documents Analysis Reports, $9.99. It is a number one bestseller in education uh, theory research. Oh my God. It is number 538 overall in, in the Kindle store. Number one in scientific research, number one in education research, and number one in education theory research. Please go get it to support their efforts. She has like 2,000 volunteers that helps with this. Absolutely incredible stuff. Like really a, a, a true hero, a person standing up for freedom. She's pro-human. Um, she's she's very pro-human. She's very pro-freedom. Uh, she's anti-tyranny. And uh, The Body of Others is also a really good book that will give you some perspective on what's been going on the past couple of years. But the point is this, when fertility is being attacked the way it is, it has to at least make a siren go off in your head to some degree. And if that siren or red flag in the corner of your eye is seen, you need to look into it yourself. You need to do what we did in the old days. Okay. And that is do your own research, read yourself, learn, try to see through the propaganda. I mean, I've never experienced propaganda in my whole life like this. And I think everybody alive has never experienced propaganda like this. Perhaps unless you really remember like the world war two era, when there's propaganda during war times, they team up, you know, Washington teams up with like Hollywood and there's propaganda, but it's been peaceful since the last world order at Bretton Woods of 1945. That's the truth. It's been peaceful. I mean, sure. Has United States invaded a third of democracies across the world? Yes, of course we have. We have nothing better to do. Do we just try to dictate everybody else's government because we think we're the best and we're the good guys? Yes. Are we actually the world terrorists? Yes, of course we are. But that's okay. It's oh, No, it's not okay, technically. But what I'm saying is it's okay if it lets us come to the truth. And speaking about being the world's terrorist, since we do this in real time, uh, Jim, so just as so I want you to understand, as I say this all the time. This is a war for truth, okay? There's no longer sides of Republicans or Democrats or red, blue. It is truth versus fiction. For example, Jimmy Dore is a progressive Democrat, okay, historically. And Tucker Carlson is a Republican, is a conservative Republican. They're opposite ends. But Jimmy Dore goes on the Tucker Carlson show, okay, on Tucker Carlson Tonight. Another example, Glenn Greenwald, very liberal, Democrat, right, has a show. Who does he interview? Marjorie Taylor Greene, a America First candidate, conservative Republican. But they talk. It's about people who are in search for the truth, okay? That's all it is. There's no party lines anymore. Those days are over. It's done. And that's okay because as long as we get to the truth, everything will be okay. So I want to even just show you, Jimmy Dore has a great clip. Uh, by the way, they, they gave a shout out on his last uh, stream yesterday to, to the Jonathan Cogan show. So if you're new here from the Jimmy Dore show, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We'll get Jimmy Dore on soon. I haven't sent him the message yet. Um, here's a video where Jimmy Dore, a very progressive Democrat, went on Tucker Carlson, a conservative Republican, because this is not a right versus left thing anymore. It is truth versus fiction. That is what it is. 
That's where we are. He went out to Carlson, a conservative Republican, right? Right? And said this, and they would never let him go on CNN or MSNBC and say this. And I'm not trying to back Fox News. I'm just trying to back that. You want to talk about U.S. homogeny, homogeny, whatever it's called in, in the world and what is really going on and who we really are and who the real enemy is? Jimmy Dore spoke some truth on Tucker Carlson yesterday, and I wasn't planning on playing this, but I'm going to play it right now because it goes to exactly what I was just talking about. Take a listen. Two-minute clip. It's great. We're the ones provoking this war, just like we provoked the war in Ukraine. We are now provoking a war with China. And what? who, who benefits? I'll tell you right now. Your enemy is not China. Your enemy is not Russia. Your enemy is the military-industrial complex, which has been fleecing this country to the tunes of hundreds of billions and trillions of dollars. How many times are we going to have a defense secretary say, hey, we can't account for $2 trillion in the Pentagon again, That like, which has happened twice now in my lifetime so again people are being uh, uh the, the war machine cannot be stopped who's running this country the war machine it certainly isn't joe biden making these decisions i would like to know who is making the decisions and i just want to remind everybody the united states is the world's terrorists we just set the middle east on fire in the last 20 years and now we're doing a proxy war in ukraine which we provoked nato provoked and it was just admitted that we provoked it by the former prime minister of germany and now we're trying to sable rattle with with china and they're predicting a war Again, China's not going to invade us. China's not our enemy. They, we might have an economic war. That's what these are. These are economic wars. These are wars right. for in Ukraine. It's about liquefied natural gas and making sure Germany and Russia never come together because we fear Russia's uh, natural resources and manpower. And we fear them getting together with Germany with their technology and their capital. And so that's why we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. That's why we're doing the Ukraine war. This is all about hegemony, imperialism and economics. And if there's a Marine somewhere, it's there because they're about to steal some natural resources from another country. As everybody's screaming about what a bad guy Putin is for invading Ukraine, the United States is currently occupying a third of Syria. And which third is that? It's the third that has the oil. And how do I know we're there to steal their oil? Because the president of the United States said so. So that's a pretty good, uh, <laughs> that's a pretty good shtick right there. But that's what's going on. He, he just speaks truth. So it's all about people attempting to tell the truth. And that's what the Jonathan Kogan show does. By the way, if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash ownership economy or share with two friends minimum because the truth is prevailing. And I could tell because we're catching massive steam on the podcast. Let's play a couple more clips here since we're on the topic of fertility. Dr. Naomi Wolf again talking about the war on fertility. What I was saying before the break is that these vaccinations, these mRNA vaccinations, um, reveal bad outcomes at every stage of the cycle of, you know, conception. They define exposure to the vaccine as including sexual intercourse and conception. This is in the Pfizer documents. It harms the placenta, as we saw, the lipid nanoparticles. It enters the fetal environment, as we saw. It um, you know, 3,100 women lost their babies, as we saw in the VARS data, 57% of all the women who lost their babies from all vaccines for 45 years. It harms the babies. It harms the breast milk. You know, babies are not thriving. There's polyethylene glycol in the breast milk. So with all of these signals, there's no way to avoid, um, you know, c concluding that it is a targeting of of the next generation, of our ability as human beings to, to reproduce successfully. And so the latest 
the sixth or seventh signal now is in the Journal of Andrology. It's it's very viral today around the alternative medical community. And basically, a sperm study has found that um, injection of the mRNA vaccine uh, harms the quality and uh, sort of motility of your sperm if you're a man. Um, a note, okay, the concerns have been raised about their possible detrimental impact on male fertility. And so this study uh, found that um, after 150 days, the semen, 15.4% uh, drop in sperm concentration. There was a decrease and it led to a total modal count, a 22.1% reduction of sperm concentration. And there's a 12 million per milliliter and 31 million um, motile spermatozoa decline with a median decline of 27.3 million motile spermatozoa. If you want to get pregnant, you know, get your wife or partner pregnant, you want motile spermatozoa not to be, you know, gross, but this is basic human biology. And so yet they're too. Yet they're affecting it. And this was suppressed and Pfizer knew it. That is the bombshell that was dropped in the Project Veritas video today is the fact that they know it. And and Albert Bola, I wish I was a little bit taller, the CEO of Pfizer was actually at Davos on one of those, you know, the CNBC type panel sticks, you know, the fake charade of the media that pretends like they're asking questions for the peasants, but really they're just rehearsing some, some play like we're in a simulation or something. They said, oh, people are quite, you know, myocarditis. Now, think of this, okay? Three years ago, if I said myocarditis, you would have said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't care either because it's not important because nobody cares. Nobody knows what myocarditis is. Now that everybody knows what myocarditis is, that is a red flag. You cannot let that be normalized, okay? The fact that you did not know what myocarditis was, okay? Three years ago, I had no idea. Never heard about it in my life, and either did you, unless you're a physician. And now that it's like, oh, you get myocarditis, you know, some people get myocarditis. Oh, you have a friend who's myocarditis, which, by the way, people who get myocarditis, I believe, in five years' time, the prognosis rate is like like 30 to 50% don't make it past five years if you have myocarditis, inflammation of the heart. Like, it's really bad. It's really bad, okay? And people are just throwing this word around like it doesn't mean anything, okay? It's crazy. So that is a flag, okay? Don't let them normalize shit that is not normal, all right? That is a big, big takeaway. Um and uh got a couple more clips uh from reputable people, people who have been historically correct, like the Jonathan Cogan show. By the way, if you haven't subscribed to the Jonathan Cogan show podcast and you're watching this, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We got a few more clips. You can also watch live on Twitter at KOGZ, always on Twitter at KOGZ. Um listen, I gotta plug my own shtick. All right, you know what I'm saying? Don't hate. Um, all right, so we got we got a couple more clips here, and then we'll wrap this one up. Uh, let's do, uh, Dr. Rose, uh, Dr. Uh, Jessica Rose saying that this was known. This was known by them at the time they were pushing these products, including, pre by the way, they, hold on, hold on. We're stop. Hold on. Look at me. Listen to me. You, some people are looking, some people are listening. Never in the history of humanity have we ever told pregnant women to be a part of an experimental injection, no matter what, even if. It was vital. You never test something on pregnant women. And when I knew there was an agenda going on where something was haywire is when they're telling every pregnant woman to get the jab. That is disgusting. That is inhumane. 
That is the opposite of pro-human. That is anti-human, literally anti-human, where most of them had miscarriages. I wonder why, because the, the baby didn't know how to deal with the MRI. Oh my God. And listen, if you're, if you're, if you're a big abortion person, that's fine. This isn't about politics of pro-life, pro-abortion. That's not it. But you never, you never, ever, 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 ever tell a pregnant woman to take something where we have no data on what happens in the pregnancy. You can let other adults say, Hey, I want to be in an experiment and I'm willing to do this, but don't you dare inject into a pregnant woman. And they knew this and they knew this. And the fact that they knew this, uh, uh-uh, that's not okay. That's not okay. And you must be held accountable. If you knew this, let's get back to Dr. Rose. Here we go. We're told in the beginning, these lipid nanoparticles, uh, uh, which are the vehicles for the modified mRNA products, um, they were meant to stay at the injection site, according to what we were told, uh, and close to the local draining lymph node. But according to a uh, Japanese FOIA-requested study, and also uh, a report that was published over 10 years ago, which I'll show you in a moment, these lipid nanoparticles not only biodistribute all over the human body, but they bioaccumulate. And one of the places where they bioaccumulate is in the ovaries. And in the red box here, you can see that one of the highest accumulations after 48 hours was, in fact, in the ovaries. And these numbers here look like this when you plot them on a two-dimensional graph on the left. And if you look at the right, uh, this is not real. It's just a projection because... They, they terminated the animals after hour 48. And you, as you can see, the trajectory is still um, exponentially increasing. So we don't know what happened up until how ma- however many hours did the concentration of the lipid nanoparticles continue to increase and to what levels. So we don't know. And as I mentioned, this was known. This was known by them at the time that they're pushing these products on people, including pregnant women, and women in general. And this was known 10 years ago. This is a study using exactly the same uh, animals with star rats, with exactly the same kinds of uh, products, these nanoparticles, nano-encapsulated particles. And they found accumulations in the ovaries of these animals in a study that was published 10 years ago. So this is not a new thing. Unbelievable, not even a new thing. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is crazy. You never bring pregnant women into this thing. I mean, you just don't. That's just a known rule. That is just what is done. You you exclude them no matter what. I want to play a couple more clips. One uh, from Brett Weinstein, who's been correct. He was wrong in the beginning, but he's been correct. He was just recently on Joe Rogan, did a very, very good job. And we got another one from Dr. Dr. Naomi Wolf. But let's do the one from the Dark Horse podcast uh, just to hear what they had to say. It's a minute 35 with Rob Malone, Steve Kirsch. Let's see what they have to say about the ovaries and, and MRA.
So they're talking about how a lot of it ends up in the ovaries and we don't know if it even leaves the ovaries, which is a big problem, which is why I want to get into uh, one of the next ones. In fact, I'll just skip to that one. We don't know if it leaves the ovaries. This is only a minute long. This is Dr. Naomi Wolf. Within 15 minutes, they travel all over your body, but including lodging in the adrenal, spleen, liver, and ovaries, and all mm -hmm. on the ovaries, because what Dr. Robert Chandler, one of our volunteers, has found is that the the chart goes like that of lipid nanoparticles, which are these industrial fats covered in polyethylene glycol in women's ovaries. There's no visible way these materials leave the ovaries. So your first injection, they accumulate. Your second injection, they accumulate more. Your first booster, they accumulate more. Your second booster, they accumulate more. And we don't know the effect. I mean, as, as Dr. Jim Thorpe, who's a fetal maternal medicine. Yes, he's wonderful. Wonderful. He said, we don't know if those eggs are alive after multiple injections. And wow. Well, we don't. Let's face the facts with uh, April Moss. Um, and that's Dr. Naomi Wolf. And then I'll end with this one uh, with Dr. Ryan Cole. Um, and, and then we'll wrap it up, but I think that's a lot of clips. I think it's on topic. It's basically what we've known for a long time, but that Pfizer actually has known about. And what I wanted to say was when Albert Bull, I wish was a little bit taller, was at that little CNBC roundtable thing. They asked about the myocarditis thing and, you know, safety. He's like, we've analyzed the data relentlessly, you know, in his accent. And we haven't seen one signal, not one danger, not one thing wrong. We've seen zero signals and we look and we look and look and we've seen no signals, none, zero, nada, perfectly safe and effective, 100%. He literally said they have not seen any signals. They just, they're going to lie until the end. These are criminals. These are actual criminals. The problem is they've given full immunity by other criminals, the government. And so you got criminals in bed with criminals and I don't know how this ends, but the peasants will overcome this. We will win. If I was a young mother thinking it was a great idea for my six-month-old baby girl to take her in to have a couple of Modernas or a couple of Pfizer's, what could the damage actually do to that? I mean, could you, would it be too far to be saying you could be sterilizing your daughter? Not only could you be sterilizing your daughter, you could be ruining her heart, you could be inflaming her liver, you could be inflaming her brain, her adrenal glands. Um, her spleen, her bone marrow. Uh, children are at zero risk for COVID, zero, statistically zero. Healthy children do not die from this disease. Healthy children do not have severe adverse effects from this disease. Healthy children are at zero risk for COVID. And I call it COVID now, not COVID, because we have Omicron. And in children, it is a sniffle. Why would you give a gene-based experimental shot to your child risking her fertility, risking her heart, her brain, her liver, her health for her entire lifetime for a common sniffle? There is no logic in it. There is all harm, all risk, zero benefit. The shot causes clotting. The shot causes inflammation. The shot causes all those conditions I listed. We know that from the data now from the Pfizer data, from the post-clinical trial data. COVID, Omicron, is a sniffle in children. Dr. Macri out of Johns Hopkins went back and looked. There was no healthy child that died from COVID. And so it is an absurdity 
Here's the other absurdity. Children in the United States, as of February, 75% had had COVID already. Now that we're a couple months later, about 90% of America's children have had COVID. You do not ever give a shot to somebody that's recovered from a disease. Anthony Fauci said this about the flu in 2018. The best immunity of all is recovery from a disease. Almost all of America's children have had COVID. When you add a shot on top of their broad given natural immunity, you increase their immune response, you increase their risk for autoimmune disease, hyperinflammatory responses, heart disease, et cetera, and inflammation of the ovary in these little girls. It is a horrible idea. I want every mama bear in the sound of my voice, you protect that child. It is medically insane, medically not indicated, and it is actually criminal harm to put a needle in the arm with a gene-based jab for a child that's recovered from this disease, period, scientifically. Wow. That's uh, that's deep. So, listen, I don't know how to wrap this up besides that the walls are closing in on, on Big Pharma, at least from the jab standpoint, from the COVID-19 vax, um, which is a good thing uh, because the most important thing that we care about on this podcast is uh, besides being first and foremost pro-human uh, and pro-freedom and uh, anti-tyranny, um, we are very adamant about the truth getting to the masses. And um, when the truth is being suppressed and hidden from everyday people and other people on our team, team peasant, of course, we get upset and we make more podcasts and more podcasts. And then before you know it, we've got like 153 podcasts because it must reach all peasants across the world. It does not matter what country you live in. It doesn't matter what country you're from. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter your political ideology. It doesn't matter if you don't believe in politics like us. It doesn't matter if you have one arm. It doesn't matter if you're infertile. It doesn't matter if you have 18 kids. It doesn't matter at all. There's one thing that does matter is that you know the truth and then you can make the best decision possible for you and your family. And the thing that I'm most concerned about is that people who've gotten more and more of these jabs is how immunocompromised are they when they get sick with something else? That's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about really them dying from this, but perhaps future sicknesses or future illness or future disease, maybe they can't fight it off and it's going to be a much worse sickness. Or people are going to, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried about the real number of people that have myocarditis because a lot of people like half don't make it out that first five years. I wonder how big that number really is. A lot of scary stuff and unknowns. And as you could see, the powers that be, the politicians, the corporate interests are doubling down on this, saying that they haven't seen any signal. But we're living in two totally bizarre worlds where the peasants see what's going on and the leaders running the world are like in a different game, realize like saying that everything's fine and there's no problems when everyone else knows there's huge problems. And it's like really strange that both these worlds can coexist. I don't know how long that can actually function. Cause it's like barely functioning right now. And either there's going to be like a societal collapse or like a rebellion or a revolution or something's going to go down. I feel like, or we just, they continue just siphoning money from the middle class to their elitist pockets and then locking us down for climates and telling us to get, you know, for the decade of vaccines, Bill Gates said, you know, give us more and more vax. Maybe we'll never fight back. Maybe we are the most complacent, especially in America, human beings of all time. Cause I've been expecting a revolution for a while that everyone's running out of money. You know, no one can eat, uh, lockdowns. You lose your jobs. People are losing their jobs right and left. The market's on the brink of, you know, going on a recession. 
They changed the definition of recession. Things are all over the place. This is the peak, peak clown world at all times. So I just want the truth to be on the front lines. I want people to see it. I want people to hear it. And I want people to share it. And uh, where it goes from there, it needs to lead to accountability for those that misled and did wrong. And then we move on to society and build a more resilient world. Klaus. No, 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 we're not doing that. We're not building back better. No, 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 no. But we really do be more focused on our communities and our loved ones and our friends and people around us. And we start rebuilding those structures again, right? We don't have to rely on one huge centralized power to tell us what to do. No, localized medicine. Get back to our roots. Get back to our humanity. Get back to the earth. And these huge centralized powers like the Bill and the Gates Foundation, WHO, they can go fuck off. It doesn't matter, okay? Because we have our own communities and that's what we ultimately need. And that's what I'm hoping and praying that we get to. And that's my hope for today's podcast. Besides the fact that you share the Jonathan Cogan Show with at minimum two people, at minimum, and you subscribe to the Rumble channel and you subscribe to the YouTube channel and you subscribe wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Jonathan Cogan Show, anywhere. And if you are really amazing and a true pro-human supporter, patreon.com forward slash ownership economy, five ninety nine a month, be a hero today. You're already a hero, but be a real hero. All right. I love you. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for listening. We're taking this momentum to the moon. I appreciate your support. If you're new here, thank you for being a part of this ride. We're taking the apolitical movement to the moon and back for the first time, probably. Who knows? We probably lied to you about that. I don't know. All right. God bless you, and I will see you tomorrow. Adios.